looking for Tony the Democrat? Today on Indivisible Westchester, the podcast, The Power of Postcarding, we talk to Tony the Democrat, founder of Postcard Devoters, and also the women who are the force behind IW's postcarding efforts. I'm Shannon Powell. I'm Svetlana Wasserman. I'm Cindy Dirks. And ladies, today we're here to talk about the power of postcarding. Postcarding is amazing. I think it's really transformed politics across America. You know better than anybody that people all across Westchester are postcarding. Why is postcarding so popular? That's a great question, Shannon. Well, there are a lot of people who are unhappy with the current political situation. But of that huge number of people, there's only a small number of people who will actually do the hard work of canvassing or deep canvassing or phone banking. Uh, you know, that takes guts. Uh, postcarding is a great way of bringing in that vast number of other people who want to do something but aren't ready to take that bigger step. And it's kind of an introduction to activism, which uh, is great in itself and may also push them to uh, be a little bit braver. Cindy, why do you like postcarding? Um, I, I agree with um, everything Svetlana just said, and I found that postcarding kind of fit with my personality more. I liked going to the events and meeting people there who had similar beliefs that I did or do, and um, I could do as many postcards as I could at the time, and then I could take a sheet of addresses, go home, and do it at my leisure, too, so that I could kind of um, work when it was convenient for me. It is nice because it can be a social event like a party or you can do it in your spare time. You can dedicate a certain amount of time during the day to doing it. it. You can work it into your lifestyle basically as you wish. Svetlana, you've been doing this for us. You've been spearheading our postcarding efforts since uh, <laughs> how long since now? November. Uh, I don't remember the date was. <laughs> a long time ago. Wow. <laughs> wow. How many postcards have we sent out? Well, we've sent out tens of thousands. Uh, so first we started by sending out postcards to our federal senators and representatives to let them know our views about issues like uh, the Muslim ban and um, you know cuts to the EPA and so on. And then we realized how important it is to win elections. Are you, when you go back and look at those numbers, what's your reaction? I'm just amazed. I mean, think about the amount of work it takes to write a postcard. Right, (laughs) right. It's not, think about signing that many uh, checks or something. (laughs) And my handwriting's terrible. It's really hard for me to write. It takes a lot of energy for me to write legibly when I'm postcarding. I'm not used to handwriting. Uh, So, you know, each postcard is work. Right. Uh, And we got over 300 volunteers who wrote out all of those cards. Um, and they sent them out on their own. It's amazing. Cindy, what about you? What do you think? What, why do you, what do you, I mean, you talked about what you liked about it, but when you hear those numbers, what's your reaction? Um, I'm amazed because I know that maybe I, I, I contributed to that, but. <laughs> it it I, makes a difference, right? It does. It's incredible. Um, 
Yeah. So we're going to hear from Tony in a minute. But it, what's interesting to me is that he tells a similar story. And, of course, he's doing this all across America. But I'm sure that in addition to Tony, there are other people like the Svetlana and Cindy's of the world who are doing who are doing this. And I think that, that speaks to the power um, of the postcard. One of the things I like to talk about is how political activism can really foster a sense of community and bonds with other people. How, Svetlana, does postcarding do that? Well, postcarding is terrific for that. I mean, listening to the news every day, it, it feels every day like you're being assaulted and raped. <laughs> uh, and in times of fear and, uh, you know, crisis, it's so important to have a community that you can feel stands behind you. And, and our postcard events are very much like that. First of all, we meet people who we've seen in town and never really got to know. We get to vet about what's happening. We share ideas about positive things that we're doing to get more engaged politically. So I find not only is it effective as a uh, political form of getting out the vote, but it's so therapeutic to the people doing it together. Cindy, did you feel that way too? You met a whole bunch of people postcarding that you didn't know before, right? Oh, I did. That's why I'm still involved. I remember going into the first one and just like finally meeting people who thought exactly the way I did, just because it's really not that easy to talk about politics when you're just out and about in the community. Um, Most places, you kind of have to be a little careful um, it's not to offend anyone because you don't always know what people are thinking. Um, but when you're at a postcard party and you're all kind of working towards the same goal, it's a, quite a good feeling of comfort. It's very uplifting. So if I'm listening to this and I want to be added to your volunteer list, our volunteer list, how do I reach out and get in touch? Um, you can go to the, our website, theindivisiblewestchester.org. Um, there you'll find a button where you can like, you know, select to uh, give your email address. And then once we have it, we're able to notify you of events coming up so you can come take part. And there's also an email address. Yes, our email address is events at indivisiblewestchester.org. Excellent. So if you're listening, you want to reach out and postcard two wonderful women here can guide you along. It's really a great experience. And I think think people will like it. Hey, I'm looking for Tony the Democrat. Hey, how are you? Tony, hey, it's Shannon calling from Indivisible Westchester. You're like a rock star to us. We're so excited to have you talk to us today. Oh, that's very kind of you, but you know, you wouldn't want to listen to me saying anything, so I'm glad I'm not really... And that line of business. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. Uh, For people who might not know who Tony the Democrat is, let me just do a little quick little intro for you. You are the brainchild behind Postcards to Voters, which is a national phenomenon, a grassroots effort that's made it possible for volunteers all across America, including many of our indivisible Westchester volunteers, love you because it has allowed them to send out postcards to voters, handwritten postcards. You have sent out millions. Tony, you're here to tell us your story. How did this all get started? Well, thanks for that, and I appreciate uh, knowing that your volunteers are are enjoying their participation in the program. It started back in March of 2017 when I was a volunteer for the effort by the local Democratic parties to boost the turnout for that special election you might remember where John Ossoff was running for an open congressional
congressional seat. Oh yes. Here in, in Georgia's sixth uh, district, that's where I live, and it really was a fluke. I'll tell you, uh, I, I had no idea at the time what it would turn into, but I had a list of uh, really strong Democrats that uh, needed to be contacted to be reminded that there was a special election in the middle of uh, April. You know that that uh, we probably weren't aware of. And in talking online with some people in a Facebook group called Postcards for America, which uh, you may or may not know, but they are a really strong group that writes postcards to elected officials and sometimes to the CEOs of companies trying to influence their uh, decisions or votes on certain uh, you know, progressive uh, policy issues. Right. But they were they were they were talking about the Georgia race, and they were from all over the country, and they were just kind of commiserating uh, that there wasn't enough that they could do besides donating money. That they wanted to do something more to help uh, the outcome be a winning outcome, and so it just was serendipitous. Really, I had a list of terrific Democrats that had you know really strong voting records, but they needed to be reminded of the special election and here was this group of really great volunteers that already knew how to write postcards and I said well if, if you would send me an email I'll give you each five addresses along with the talking points that I'm supposed to be telling them over the phone and why not write them on a postcard and that'll kind of help you be involved and it'll help me you know get through this list a little bit faster that first day, I got five emails from different people. I gave them each five addresses, and I asked them just out of curiosity, would you mind taking a picture of, of your cards and sending it back to me so they can see that you really did it? Uh-huh. And, sh- and sure enough, they all did, and then they asked for more addresses because they, they thought that was fun and easy. Uh, a couple of them asked if it was okay to tell their sister or their friends or their upcoming Democratic club meeting that weekend or whatever, and I was like, sure. How bad could it get? <laughs> how crazy, how out of control could it be, right? I, I had no inkling at all that it would turn into what it did. Four weeks after I started, we had over 1,200 volunteers around the country, and we had given out by hand, you know, by email, over 51,000 addresses. Oh, my gosh. So that was just, what a rush, what a rush. And I thought, well, that's it. When we're done, we're done. And, and then I can go back to, you know, my regular... Um, <laughs> Your regular life. job, yeah. <laughs> there were so many people who kept emailing and saying, well, what are we going to do next? What's the next campaign? And I found the second campaign that also happened to be here in Georgia because, you know, that's how things are. They're close to home. So I knew about this other special election. And we only had two weeks to write for her. She was not a nationally known figure. Um, she was running for a state senate seat, so it was an obscure candidate for a much less newsworthy or nationally newsworthy seat. But in two weeks, we still wrote 25,000 postcards for her. Oh my goodness. So in half the time, we still wrote half the amount that we had done for John. And so that, that showed me that there was a real thirst uh, among the grassroots activists to be involved somehow in boosting Democratic voter turnout. And so we tried it again and again, and we kept, we kept finding 
um, more people would join us. And of course, you may recall the Doug Jones race sure. a few months later that year when we took on the task to write to the whole state of Alabama, every Democratic household, we wrote over 347,000 postcards, and um, then he won by just, I don't remember if it was 600 votes or fewer than 600, but it was a, a razor thin, uh, hard earned victory. Everybody on the ground in Alabama on his team, and then you know everybody around the country to pitch in. It was a real shot in the arm, and we doubled in size the number of volunteers that came out of the woodwork to help write for that campaign. Uh, doubled, uh, you know, how many writers we had. Wow! And we've just gone on, you know, since then. So that's how we started, and we've uh, just stayed focused on boosting turnout in elections to help Democrats win. That's our core mission. So how do you figure out then what races to target? Do you have a secret sauce? What's your secret sauce? You know, it's not very secret at all, but um, <laughs> you know, in, in between November's, right, um, and from December to, you know, August, very slow months really for elections. So it's not hard for us to, to write for any qualified Democratic candidate running anywhere in the country for a special election or a municipal election, um, as long as that candidate is a Democrat and they're not running against any other Democrats, um, and through the interview that I do with them, and, and sometimes I have to check in with the local Democratic Party or maybe a volunteer that I know that lives in the area, just to kind of do a little bit of vetting to, to make sure that that candidate is running a serious campaign. Right. Postcarding by itself cannot be the only thing that a candidate is relying upon to win the race. They still need to be doing all the rest of the work. And so it's important to me to pick opportunities where the campaign is really um, taking care of, 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 of what they need to do. Right. Um, and, and, and so really during, during those slow months, it's not very hard uh, as long as you're demonstrating that you're, you're a serious candidate and you're doing the right work, then we'll probably help you. So Lauren or Shannon, if you guys decide to run for office in New York uh, and it's like a May election or something like that, just get in touch with us. Oh, we know where yeah, we can track actually, you down, <laughs> clearly. We've actually <laughs> had volunteers run for office uh, oh, wow. forward and town committees and so forth and we've written for some of them it's um it's really quite um i I can't describe it when i hear that a person who started writing postcards with us a year later or 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 so runs for office here in georgia um angelica kraus she ran for state representative last november and she won she flipped her state district uh, from Republican to Democrat, and I remember going to her first postcarding house party when she was writing for John Ossoff. Wow! And it was such a such a, an incredible treat to see somebody with her commitment to our you know party values and principles to actually now be sitting on the floor in the state legislature and and. Uh, voting on, on bills. It's just amazing. It's interesting that you say that because it really does connect the dots 
between you know people being activated and volunteering and that that can translate in circum in certain circumstances into them deciding to run for office absolutely i also have seen a person um she started getting so involved in campaigns that she would start volunteering directly with the campaigns and she started you know the more she did the more experience she got the more um, invested she was locally, she started recruiting candidates, you know, finding good Democrats to run for local office. And now she's actually running for state representative. Her election will be next year in November. But it's just really so, um, I, 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 I'm not often at a loss for words, but, you know, inspirational mm-hmm. or just, it's just amazing to, to see the, the ripple effects and the evolution. You know, a volunteer starts off writing by themselves, then they get a few friends involved, then that's too many to meet at somebody's house, or they meet at a cafe or a bakery or whatever, a library, and then before you know it, they're organizing multiple groups to write. And then before you know it, they might themselves be working on campaigns or phone banking and door knocking. This is exactly the kind of thing that keeps driving me. When I hear these kinds of stories, it just reinforces to me that I'm, I'm doing some good. I'm, I'm, you know, we may not have a win every single race that we write for, uh-huh. but I can see the results of these volunteers, an army really, of, of new activists getting involved and making a difference in their local communities. And uh, who knows, somebody wins for school board this year or city council and in two or three years maybe they're running for their state legislature and then beyond that they might be in congress one day that's how this works so um it's great i I am just very very humbled that it's taken off the way that it has and um, every time i hear these stories it, it just recommits me to the mission it's civic engagement at its best. Campaigns, you know, you were talking about campaigns earlier. Campaigns are so driven by data and technology these days. What do you think is the appeal of a handwritten postcard? For the, the recipient, I really think that a well-written, like a neatly legible card that's got some love in it, then you can tell that it was individually written. It wasn't just handwritten one time and then scanned and printed 10,000 times, or it wasn't that handwriting font, you know, that sometimes mass marketers will use to sort of trick you into thinking that it was handwritten. When you see that you've received a one-of-a-kind card, you're going to read it. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter if it's written from your dentist office. If somebody wrote you a handwritten postcard, you're going to stop and read it. In the stack of mail that you've got with bills and, and other junk mail, you're going to read that card. And what we have heard from people over and over again is that the voters are typically saving their postcard. Because when campaigns go door knocking, I've heard it repeatedly that the voter will ask them to wait at the door, they'll go back inside and return with the postcard that they had received sometime earlier from us. Oh, wow. I've heard, I've heard of campaigns telling us that when they're outside of polling places to greet voters as they you know, show up in the parking lot, they'll see people 
showing up with a postcard in their hand. Oh my Even goodness. though obviously you don't you don't have to bring a postcard with you to go vote, but for some reason they're doing it to remember the name. Maybe I don't know, but that's like direct marketers' gold. Can you imagine if you had a secret sauce? Uh, you were asking about secret sauces, before. right? If, if you had a way to make sure that that piece of mail stayed on somebody's kitchen counter or up on their fridge or you know in their den for weeks before the election and then they saw that multiple times a day and maybe every other voting age adult in that household also saw that card multiple times those number of visual impressions is, is just gold for a direct marketer and that's what we're able to offer I think a lot of those glossy mailers that you and I are familiar with, right. those big eight and a half by 11, very expensive mailers, we glance at them and we throw them away. Now, I might save them because I'm a political junkie, right. and I, I like to see all the different examples of te techniques that are used, but the, the average recipient just throws them away. But I don't think they throw our cards away. And if you don't mind, I know you can edit this out later if I'm being too long-winded. No, it's great. I want to tell you one, one story that, that really impressed me. A new volunteer emailed us, brand new, and she said, I want to volunteer because a friend of mine told me that her parents received a postcard. Oh, now, wow. about that. The wow. parents received a postcard. They told their adult-aged daughter about the postcard they got. And then that person told at least one other friend. Now you have to imagine the number of people that were probably really told about that postcard might have been five or 10 or more people. You know, as you start telling people, you're, you're, I guess people get excited about receiving a handmade card. So they're, they're, they're telling people about it. And obviously right. they're we're writing to Democrats. So Democrats are very happy to get these cards. So that volunteer told me that, brand new volunteer, and I wrote her back and I said, that's such a neat story. Do you think you could ask your friend to ask your, her parents uh -huh. to send us a picture of the postcard? Because I'd, I'd love to share that online. Oh, great. Uh, maybe, the, maybe the writer of that postcard would get a, a nice little thrill to know that, that her or his card had such a difference, had such an impact. And she wrote me back and said, well, I doubt that they still have it because this was like a year ago. Wow. The next day, the next day she emailed me a picture of the postcard. They had saved it all that time. That's incredible. And and I do. I think that it's a way to connect people. I mean, when you receive something that's handwritten, everything again is so digital. It's Facebook, it's tweeting, even the phone. There's just it, it, it somehow connects the dots between, you know what, this matters not only to me, but to other people in my community. It matters to other people in the United States. This is a movement. This is something that can, it's that, it's to me, it's that yearn for connection that it helps yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. So, Tony, let's talk well, numbers. Oh, it, go it, ahead. It yeah. reinforces this, this, this uh, underlying current that, that we're all in this together. Right. You know, it, it, it it's not uncommon when there's a natural disaster anywhere in the country that we all reach out from wherever we are to donate um, or to go help or, or whatever. And so this is, I think, a, a, uh, a realization or a recognition that elections matter everywhere in the country to each of us. Take, take Kentucky, for example. You know, next year's election for the senator from Kentucky 
thresholds, volunteer activities, where if you're an introvert, you're shy, you don't want to get on the phone and cold call people, um, and you don't have a lot of money to make big donations, postcarding is a way for you to, to get involved, in, and the small numbers add up. Right. So I'm, I'm really glad that, that we're able to um, play a role in the Get Out the Vote effort for so many campaigns. And, uh, and, I, and I kind of started answering right on top of a question you were about to ask me. I hope you remember what it was. I, I do. Let's talk numbers because you were talking about numbers earlier. Um, how many postcards have you guys sent out? We are closing in on our six million postcard since we started. And I, right before the call, I took a, a, a quick look here. Since July, okay, since July of this year, right, we've written over three hundred thousand postcards. Wow. For for candidates in Missouri, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, and Kentucky. Just since July, uh, last November, of course, was the midterms, and in September and October, the two months leading up to those to those big elections so across the country, we wrote 1.9 million postcards just in those two months. Oh my goodness! The the advantage of having over 61,000 volunteers is clearly that whenever we launch a new campaign. That first day, we're issuing maybe eight to ten thousand addresses, just just in that first day, and depending on the the campaign opportunity, depending on how compelling that candidate is, we can we can do you know their entire district, um, right right to every single Democrat in their district. So it's it's not a matter of trying to compromise and call the list and only write to your usual hardcore Democratic voters. We write to every friendly Democrat in that target district. And that's one of the things that differentiates us from uh, some of the other postcarding groups. Because of the number of volunteers that we have, we, we can tell the campaign, give us every friendly Democratic address and right. we'll write to them. And that's, I think, Something that, that is, um, you know, if you're looking for a way to make a difference and you, tell, you hear about uh, those low propensity Democratic voters or maybe young voters or first time registered voters that are Democrats, um, we're reaching out to all of them. We're not leaving any Democratic vote behind. Right. Um, Tony, is this your full time gig now or is this consumed your life? <laughs> What's your status? <laughs> well, you know, at the beginning, I had a regular job. I mean, I had a full time job, and uh, for, for the majority of this uh, uh, you know, journey, I've been working full time outside of politics. But I have, uh, with the, the November, you know, the, the midterms, the number of campaigns that we were going to be supporting, I recognized that I had to either make a decision, either we weren't going to be able to support as many campaigns, or I was going to need to, to make a change. And so this is now what I do full time. Um, once in a while, I might get a little bit of an IT consulting, um, you know, project that's, that's, you know, is a few days or a couple weeks, you know, to, to help out. But this is what I do now. Why is it important that you dedicate your life's work now to this? Well... I, I think the, 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 the biggest motivating factor has been Trump's election and seeing the harm that uh, he and the Republican 
into the country. Um, you know, it's not just stuff that's coming out of D.C. There are Trump acolytes that are winning state legislative seats and even municipal seats. I hear it all the time, uh, Republican candidates that talk like Trump, and some of them try to out-Trump Trump. Uh, this is uh, a scary time for us, and I, I guess I just feel like I'm in a position, along with the team that supports us, you know, the rapid response email team, the people behind the scenes that do so much of the, the work that, that keeps this, this machine running smoothly day to day, we're in a position to, to do something about voter turnout. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't get involved with the texting and the phone banking and all the other things that are needed. And, I, and, I, and I'm not involved in organizing for rallies or you know, contacting members of Congress for an upcoming bill. We stay very focused on our mission, which is to boost Democratic voter turnout in upcoming elections. But seeing the difference that has already been made, if you go to our website and you look at our results page, every single election that we've participated in, over 200 candidates now from, from the beginning, and you look at the Democrats who won and upset victories in places where, on paper, they had no business running because Trump did so well in that district. Right. But they won. Um, you know, I, I get goosebumps when I think about the change that, that you know, we're contributing to. Uh, postcards by itself is not the only thing, obviously. Campaigns uh, win because of a lot of hard work on, and uh, there are a lot of moving pieces. But um, the various studies that, that we've seen from other postcarding groups, um, other studies from, from universities, um, show that, that a handwritten postcard can boost turnout anywhere from 1% to 4%. And in some of these locations where we're writing, uh, it's a special election and turnout is already abysmal. The idea that our postcards might give the winning, make the winning difference uh, of a few you know, dozen votes or maybe 100 votes, that's really, uh, it's a charge. It's, it's exciting. It's thrilling. And, you know, I, I think... <laughs> if I'm being honest, and I hope none of my former bosses are listening, but I'm really finding uh, fulfillment out of this work. That's great. Um, you know, the other jobs pay the bills for sure, and I'm very fortunate to have had, you know, um, the career that I had. Uh-huh. Um, I think it gave me the skills with technology and with managing uh, projects and, and uh, things like this and creating workflows that has helped build a sustainable and scalable grassroots operation. Tony, what's the overriding message that you want to send to people who are listening to this? No matter what your skill set is, no matter what your experience level is in campaigns, if you agree that we need more Democrats to win, postcards to voters, has a way for you to make a meaningful difference. You can write as few postcards as you want, or as many as you want. You can write them alone, 
connection somewhere that you can help make a difference in. So I want to write postcards for, to voters. I want to get involved. How do I find you? Where do I look? What do I do? Oh, perfect. Thank you for asking. I'm surprised I haven't given a plug earlier. I'm falling down on the job. No, always. Uh, so, plug away. <laughs> so, so there are two very easy ways to sign up. Um, if you have a, a cell phone, you can send a text message to us. Text the word JOIN to the phone number 484-275-2229. That's JOIN to 484-275-2229. Or you can send an email message to us. The email address is JOIN at TonyTheDemocrat.org. We also have a website, and there's a, a, a link on there where you can click the volunteer um, the website is postcards Great. Tony, thank you for all that you're doing. I'm so appreciative. So many of our listeners are so appreciative. And best of luck for the rest of this year into 2020 and beyond. Well, thank you very much. I, I, and I hope that if some of your, your listeners decide to, to sign up, I hope that they'll mention where they heard about us. And I'll get back to you and let you know that uh, folks that your listeners are signing up and joining so you can feel like you're uh, you're helping out even beyond, above and beyond any postcards that you yourself have written. So that's, thank you very much for this opportunity. That's a great idea, Tony. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye, Tony. This has been Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. Find us at indivisiblewestchester.org, on Facebook, Twitter, and also Instagram. Most importantly, keep resisting.